Hi, everybody. Lou DiCepoli here, Heritage Financial Advisory Group. Welcome to our third quarter Heritage Market Update. I have some various uh, talking points I'd like to review with you, and uh, I'll go through them, and hopefully we can give you some more education and insight as to what our process is and what we see happening in the economy. Um, you know, the second quarter started uh, uh, kind of a bit bumpy. It was a rough stumble out of the gate, but it responded and rebounded very well. And uh, at the end of June 30th, which is the close of the second quarter, we had the following uh, returns for the quarter. The Dow closed at 34,502 on the index for a gain of 4.6%. The NASDAQ was at 14,503 on the index for a gain of 9.4% for the quarter. And the S&P closed at 42.97 on the index for a gain of 8.1% for the quarter. So it was a very strong quarter, not without volatility. Uh, as I said, the beginning of the quarter was a bit rough, but things responded very nicely. So uh, part of the problem with the volatility was and continues to be the narrative about interest rates, and I'll address that more as we move forward. But that was the, the worries at the beginning of the quarter. They then subsided, and it went on to be a, a very strong quarter. Let's update you on some things in the economy that we're following and that we're watching um, as we all look for the economic recovery to continue to uh, take place and improve. Uh, GDP, which is a measure of the gross domestic product uh, on an annualized basis, came in at 6.4% for the quarter, which is very strong. Uh, generally, GDP is three and a quarter, three and a half percent. So 6.4 percent annualized is, is a great um, uh, rate of improvement. Unemployment percent uh, was 5.9 percent, uh, keeping in mind uh, that's still higher, uh, a bit high, but it's significantly lower than it was in April of 2020 when we were at 14.7 percent. So that the fact that unemployment has come down that far is a great sign of the recovery in the economy and we would uh, think it would continue to come down as well. And just you know, another thought on unemployment, currently there are 9.1 Americans out of work but at the same time there are 9.2 million jobs available. So how does that happen? Well I think part of it is that some people are still reluctant uh, to go back to work, to get into the, the workforce and the public and uh, commuting and traveling and so forth. Um, and part of it may still be the extended unemployment benefits that are being paid to people, government stimulus and things like that have, that have come out over the last uh, year, year and a half. And uh, we expect that gap to close, which will then again further strengthen the economy. Housing market, uh, another very important part of the economy. We still see a very robust housing market, uh, which is fueled by very low interest rates. During the quarter, we saw that interest rates again came down, where a 30-year fixed rate, uh, in some cases, was under 3%. So it's a great time for people to be buying homes and combine that with a very low inventory of houses uh, that is fueling the real estate market. And we think that that'll continue um, as long as you know, those two factors are in play. Americans are getting back to their normal life uh, and maybe as when the inventory starts to increase, 
we may see a little bit of a uh, subsiding of, of the hot real estate market. But right now, uh, things are going very well in that area. And just a, a point on that, if, if anyone is even thinking about refinancing their mortgage, this could be a very good time to do so, whether to lower the interest rate or to uh, shorten the term on the mortgage. This would certainly be a time to consider it. Uh, an update on monetary policy. The monetary policy, as you've heard me say in the past, set by the Federal Reserve, and their whole mission is to regulate and control inflation. They have made it very clear that through this recovery, their intentions are to keep interest rates at or close to zero through the end of 2022. And right now, there's been really no change in their, in their outlook. But what happened in the early spring, in the beginning of the second quarter, is that the growth rate of the economy was very good and it fueled speculation that if things remain that hot, that the Federal Reserve would need to increase interest rates sooner than anticipated to slow things down or cool things off. And when that happens, immediately you see the volatility permeate through the market uh, as evidenced by the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ. But that soon subsided and the market uh, you know, then trended up for the quarter. But the other thing that interest rates does in terms of with the markets is that it seems to affect the NASDAQ-related companies or the big tech companies that many of you know uh, more directly than just you know, the overall market. So technology and interest rates go hand in hand. Uh, sometimes a lot of these companies use more financing, they incur more uh, interest carrying costs, and that's why you see that the NASDAQ usually is more effective when there's the speculation of higher interest rates. Um, but what's happened with these interest rates today is that they've become front and center. So typically, you know, during a, a quarter, the Federal Reserve will have their policy meetings where they then announce what their intentions are with interest rates. Then they release, at other times during the quarter, they release their minutes. And when the minutes become news, public, the markets sometimes can trade uh, based on what is in the minutes. And then lastly, and you've seen this uh, possibly over the last week or so, there is the testimony from the Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell on Capitol Hill. And that's where members of the House, followed by members of the Senate, can ask questions about monetary policy, economic uh, growth, and so forth. And depending on how he answers these questions, uh, a lot of times you can have movement in the market either positively or negatively. So interest rates continue to be front and center, and we don't see that going away uh, at any time soon. Uh, but their commitment is to allow for this economy to grow uh, and to let it get back to the point where it was pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, and uh, they're using their tools to do that. So uh, that's why we're seeing great economic reports, housing, corporate, growth, earnings, and so forth, that um, continue to drive this market forward, okay? Some of the key economic themes that we're looking at, of course, the economic recovery. We, we think overall that we're in good shape. The consumer tends to be in good shape. And as we've all seen, 
basically people missed out on a year of, uh, you know, personal spending, travel, you know, doing things at home, family-related things, and they're going to make up for it, and, and it's already started. Um, so we think that the consumer will continue to spend money, which will further fuel the economic recovery. Interest rates, well, we, we just addressed those. We think we're in a good place with those, but the, you know, the Federal Reserve is always front and center, and uh, a lot of times the reactions to that news is, can be temporary, just a quick knee-jerk reaction, but it's, it's very important to kind of keep that into uh, perspective. Inflation. We look at inflation. We all know what inflation is. We're seeing it every day. No matter where you turn, prices of everything that we utilize and consume seems to be going up. So the main question is, will it be permanent or is it transient, as they refer to it, is it temporary? Um, can't really say for sure, uh, but right now, part of the inflation pressures are due to um, supply and demand. And there's a lot of demand for certain goods and services, and uh, a lot of times there's not enough of them, which is dry, drying the prices upwards. So we're monitoring that to see if this will be a temporary or a more permanent effect on our economy. Uh, even uh, commodities that we look at, food, lumber, gas, again, it's supply and demand. We're seeing all these things go up uh, very quickly at a pretty high rate. So that's all tied into the supply and demand and uh, is part of inflation. But one thing we, we have seen, and today is a perfect example, uh, we've seen a lot of market volatility. It's like a fragmented market. We think that the prospects for growth are still very good, very strong, but at the same time, when you look at what's happening today, as I record this video, the market is up very strongly, uh, only to follow up what happened on Monday, which the market was down very sharply due to COVID fears. So we think we're going to have these types of days that are um, just a knee-jerk reaction to news. People are now speculating Will we have, you know, another lapse of a, a variant of COVID uh, that could cause a partial shutdown? Too early to say, but the market responds to these things very quickly as it did on Monday. And today it seems like, you know, it doesn't even matter. So we're not, we're not too concerned about that, but it is something that we have to watch uh, and certainly is a possibility. An update on our portfolio strategy, we continue to believe that uh, a growth allocation combined with technology leads the way. We're in another corporate earnings season at the moment. The reports coming in so far have been very strong. Companies are beating their expectations, which generally leads to higher stock prices. So we think we're well positioned and always looking at uh, you know other options in case we want to change any uh, of our holdings. But right now, growth and technology will lead the way. We're expecting very good things for the future going forward in this area. Interest rates, again, it's front and center, but the 10-year Treasury rate is 1.2%. This seemed like not just too long ago, it was at 1.75%, and all the market experts were concerned that a very high interest rate 
was no good for the market. Now the rate has fallen back again, and the narrative was, well, low interest rates are no good for the market. So again, just, just part of the news cycle that we just have to go through, let it run its course, but we all know that generally low interest rates are good for anyone who has to borrow money, okay? Uh, as I mentioned, earnings season is underway. It's off to a great start, and we expect uh, the good numbers to continue to come in, and you will see that fuel and drive the market higher. And lastly, volatility, okay? We always say it's here. It's We don't see it going away anytime soon. That is the one consistent and constant uh, area of investing. The reaction to the news is takes place at lightning speed through algorithmic trading software programs designed uh, and used in investment trading. That's how quickly the news hits and then the market reacts. So, you know, I often get asked the question, the markets are at highs, new highs are close to it. Is it time to take money off the table and sell and get a little bit more conservative? And the short answer is most times when markets make new highs, there's a very high probability that they do go on and, uh, and set another new high. Uh, eventually, things will settle down. But, but right now, the economic indicators are too strong. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of cash on the sidelines that eventually works its way into the markets, into various investments. And we, when we look at what's called the fear and greed indicator, Right now, the fear level is pretty high. Um, and generally, when the fear level is high, markets are not ready to make a top. It's when people are very nonchalant about the markets and not really too concerned about it that sometimes that's when these adjustments come. But with the fear indicator high, we think that's a good thing. And uh, so we look forward to uh, the market continuing to move on and create value. So. But with that, these are just some of the talking points as we start the third quarter. We hope you're all doing well. And as always, if there's anything that you want to discuss in more detail, we're happy to set a meeting. You're more than welcome to come into the office or we can even accommodate you on Zoom if you would like to do that. So uh, we hope you stay well. Believe in our process as we do. We appreciate uh, the, the trust and confidence you've placed in us. We take it very seriously. We're uh, thrilled with our process that we're using to select your investments, and we'll continue to do that. If you have any questions, please let us know. We hope you have a great rest of the summer, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you very much.